Talk 1041. Good Friday morning, friends. We are broadcasting live from our Friday Roadshow location. That would be Scramblers, Republic Road and National, and Republic Road is also where we have our happy hour tonight, 4 to 6 Retro Metro, and that is uh, get together, hanging out, having a good time. Uh, you're heading home from work, maybe, and you uh, got a few extra minutes to spare, or two hours, however long. If you want dinner or just drinks, join us for happy hour at Retro Metro. It's Republic Road and Cox from 4 to 6. And uh, and I know you may get tired of me saying it's come and go as you please, but you know sometimes people they are new to the station and they don't, really know much about the happy hour and and they'll show up and i've had people before say well now what do we do i mean they get their at four it's like well just what you would do if you were hanging out with friends uh, uh, order yourself a drink if you'd like and uh, have a good time so it's it's a sort of thing i just want to make sure everyone knows so nobody feels uncomfortable if you've never been before uh we've got a lot of folks that are our repeats that are the regulars for happy hour and there's always new people and we love for the news people new people that is uh to join us tom art's going to be here in just a couple more hey well, in fact, he's already here. How are you? <laughs> I realized Sarah pulled that mic. I, I set up this microphone for her uh, whenever she chimes in, and then she just uses that one instead. Of course you're going to back I, I am ba- That's right. Just turn back around and eat your waffles hey, or whatever you have going on Hey, I got something for you there. in today's date in history. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. All right. So we'll uh, kick off here in just a couple of moments with this date you said you have one specifically for sarah this day because because of her background in criminology well all right so that in just a couple of moments first jason rima with the latest news a man from republic has been arrested after a shooting last weekend in springfield 20 year old Keyshawn mcelroy is charged with first degree assault springfield police were called to reports of shots fired in the 2500 block of south linden They found a car had been hit several times in the parking lot of Glendale High School. A man later turned up at the hospital with a gunshot wound. Missouri lawmakers are debating whether to allow more school workers to carry guns. George Lawson has more. The measure would expand the state's school protection officer program to any school employee. The program currently offers security training resources for teachers and administrators who want to carry a firearm in school as a way to defend themselves against attackers. Police have arrested the mother of a man accused of sex crimes involving children in Laclede County. Lana Williams is accused of witness tampering. Investigators say they received an audio recording of a conversation between Williams and a child victim in that case. Her son, Marcus Hill, was charged in 2021 with child sex crimes. A woman from Ozark has died in a crash in south-central Kansas. The Kansas Highway Patrol says 45-year-old Laura Manwarren died when her pickup ran off the road and rolled over south of Sterling. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk 104.1. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvement. Sunny 38 today, clear 27 tonight, 51 tomorrow, and sunny on Sunday with a high of 57. Tom Martz is here. Hello, good morning, sir. We have today's date in history in no particular order. Okay. In 1950, Klaus Fuchs was arrested for a passing atomic bomb 
information to the Soviets. Oh, class, 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 class. Classic. Although class. I wondered, was he the owner of those classified documents, yeah. or was the British government the owner of those mm. classified documents? I don't know. Because the groundhog yesterday came out of its hole, and rumor has it the first thing he said is, I have no classified right, documents down, down that here. hole. I have a whole bunch of them not there. There's no there there. In 1780, this is the one of the first early American mass murders. In what it, year? 1780. 1780. Okay. Uh, Barnett Davenport commits a mass murder in rural Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Caleb Mallory and his wife, daughter-in-law, and his two grandchildren were killed by the person who they were boarding up in their home, oh. which was... Barrett Davenport, and I guess this case, they've written many books about it. They believe that this is one of the earliest cases of what we now know as post-traumatic stress disorder. Because this guy didn't shoot anybody. He basically beat the crap out of the husband, beat him to death, and then he used the butt of the rifle to crush the skulls of a couple people, and he burned the house down. And I guess in the from then until now, there have been many people looking back on that. That and there's been several books that have been written so on what this did crime. They, what, why did they think caused the? Because killers? he was a infantryman oh, during it. the American Revolution. Okay. So they believe that because at the time, I guess when they caught him, he had no excuse or no reason for the crime. You know, sometimes, you, so I understand that perspective. They're like, well, what what could cause him to, you know, oh, well, he served and saw a lot of uh, horrible things. But you know what? Sometimes crazy people are just crazy who happen to also serve in the military. Oh, and they yes. were crazy anyhow. You know, it, it, it that was probably something that would have happened regardless. They could have worked at a cotton candy stand and it still would have happened. I mean, I don't know in that instance. But there's always the assumption that, oh, well, because of this, that means that that's why that happens. And, I, uh, you know, I don't know. It's like whenever you'll see this uh, a story about, oh, someone had a heart attack on this ride at Disneyland. And, oh, you know, it might be uh, a little too intense. Like, well, people have heart attacks all the time. Odds are, at some point, one of those times is going to happen to be on a ride. It would have happened if he had, you know, been standing in line or... It's not the ride itself, necessarily. Well, had he not got vaccinated, he wouldn't have had the heart attack on the ride because of myocarditis. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I just I just thought that one was interesting yeah, because interesting. They, they talk yeah. about how it, well, he was a teenager when he was in the military. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't have a background sure. of his mm-hmm. mental mm-hmm. psyche yeah. prior to. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was a kid growing up in uh, Fadville, Pennsylvania, we had a gentleman on my birthday kill the fire chief. Basically, he set fire to his cabin, then called the fire department. And then when the fire department responded, he opened up fire on him. And he had just gotten recently, he got discharged mm-hmm. out of the military. It was after Vietnam. Mm-hmm. He served two terms in Nam. And that case there, you know, the... The fire department at that time, I guess it was called shell shock back then. Oh, sure. Right, but that was right. not something that they basically looked at mm-hmm. as a criminal defense. Right. Na- now, when you've got military members that come back from that type of a venue, mm-hmm. 
that's probably one of the things that you ought to look at. you got to take their background prior to, yeah. then look at the way they are afterwards to see if. Yeah, it is interesting um, how we've evolved when it comes to holding people accountable for crimes is that the things once upon a time we just looked at as, oh, well, that's why they did it. Now we are like, oh, well, maybe that means they couldn't help it. You know, it was just one. We, we would just be like, oh, well, it's because they had this horrible thing happen to them. So we could see why they did this. But we didn't utilize that as a reason to let them off. Whereas we've sort of, as time has gone on, done that more and more. We're going to get a traffic update. Continue on with Tom Martz from Scrambler's Friday Road Show. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Nick Reed and Tom Arts is with us this morning. In 1998, a U.S. Marine jet flying low over the town of Calavis in the Italian Alps severed a ski lift cable, mm. sending a tram crashing to the ground and killing 20 people. Mm, that but, would be, and you know, some of them were like, oh, look at that. And that oh, that's not. When I first started reading this, I thought, wait a minute. John, I don't John, John McCain was already in the U.S. Senate <laughs> at that point, so it couldn't have been him. Because he did the same thing over in Nam. I think it was Nam, where he was doing a low-level mission. Oh, is that what And, and took out a bunch of power lines. Oh. Uh, and the only reason that he saved his rank and his notoriety was his daddy his was dad, a, yeah bell star the outlaw is killed in and by an unknown assailant the famous bandit queen was killed with two shotgun blasts from behind so in 1889 the way to kill people were in the back instead of facing them President Clinton ends the trade embargo with Vietnam in 1994. By the way, Bell Star was born in Carthage. I thought so. Oh, really? Yeah, I was thinking, I know there's a Carthage connection. I just looked it up. Yep, born in Carthage, Missouri. To my buddy Darren in Lebanon, in 2002, the New England Patriots defeat the Los Angeles Rams. Hey, what was the previous Clinton one? I missed it. I'm sorry. I was looking up the Bell Star thing. Clinton ended the trade embargo with Vietnam. Oh, That had okay. been in place since 1975. Okay. The, uh, the Patriots beat the Rams 20-17, to 17, which would later become known as Spygate. This is where they had cameras above oh, the, yes, up in the right. uh, upper levels, and they were filming the walkthroughs of the Rams, supposedly that, that gave them the advantage because they would know the formation. Sure. They would also. But I've also heard since that time frame, I've heard coaches, players, and all kinds of stuff, they say within the first five plays, if you realize that, because they're trying to steal signals all the mm-hmm. time, that's why they now hold stuff in front of their face so people can't film what they're saying then take a photo of the formation on the field and know their signals. So they say within the first five, six plays, if you realize that your opponent knows exactly what you're going to do, well, you know. completely change what it is that you're doing. So if you're not that up on the fact that, hey, by the way, they're lined up in the same They're sure. lined up in a manner that they know exactly what it is that we're running. You would think you'd be a bit more coy. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's not, let's not every single time tip our hat here. 
1944, the U.S. troops capture the Marshall Islands that had been occupied by the Japanese and used by them as a base for military operations. Jacques Cousteau, The Silent World, is published in 1953. Woody Woodrow Wilson dies in 1924. He was the 28th president of the United States. He died in D.C. at the age of 67. Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper pass away today in a plane crash. Uh, they crashed in What's Iowa a oh, few yeah? minutes after takeoff from Mason City on a flight headed for Moorhead, Minnesota. Sarah's saying she's been to that site. Sarah likes to go places where people I've actually been to Mason City, Iowa, but I don't reason. know if I've ever been to the actual site. In 1966, Lunick. Nine soft lands on the lunar surface. Didn't crash land, it soft landed. And one of the most important things on today's date, let me scroll up. Alberto Gonzalez becomes the first Hispanic U.S. Attorney General in 2005. Yeah, Bush administration, I recall that. Well, how could that be? Bush was a racist. Well, he was a bad Hispanic. He wasn't the right kind. Oh, one of those. Okay, I got you. He didn't understand his place. The quote of the day is, wisdom is oftentimes nearer when we stoop than when we soar. William Wordsworth. You just knew that guy was going to be a writer with that yeah, name. Yeah, he's kind of stuck with that. Kind of like in northwest Arkansas, there's a lady who does the weather on one of the radio conglomerates down mm-hmm. there. Her name is supposedly Majestic Storm. Maybe, well. <laughs> that sounds like a. I think it's a made-up name, like Nick Manhattan. Is, yeah, <laughs> sounds sort of like an exotic dancer, ladies and gentlemen. Majestic storm, and then like they have strobe lights go off and thunder, and thunderstruck starts playing. <laughs> maybe, maybe you need to take your act out there to the uh, strip club there in Kansas and. In out Oklahoma, there in, in Manhattan, yeah. Kansas. No, yeah. no, or, the one that's on uh, just north of the oh. downstream casino. Oh, I've never been there. I know where I've it is. I've driven past it a thousand times. Uh, yeah, um, I've not been there. How is? Oh, you know, have you haven't been in? No, no. but one day I was right. I was in Joplin, so I was riding my bike, and I, I ended up. I, I ended up going down that frontage road that goes basically behind the scale house uh-huh. and i didn't know where it went i thought eventually i would come out by the gas station there at downstream casino but as i went out i somehow i missed the gas station and i kept going out and i ended up that i'm on the road that's behind okay, the strip right, club and i thought right. oh there's a back entrance well, here there always is <laughs> There always is. Tom Arts with us. We're going to continue on here. Our Friday Road Show sponsored by Affordable Towing, the American Transmissions. Talk and text line 447-KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. Springfield's Talk 1041 is always just an app away. Download the KSGF app and listen live. Or catch what you missed on KSGF Mornings with Nick. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Uh, the very first thing on Majestic Storm's Twitter page is, yes, it's my real name. Sweet. Uh, morning weather forecaster, wake up. Oh, it's Montana. It says 
She must be in Montana now. Did you say, where did you say? The radio station that I listen to is actually northwest Arkansas. Oh, yeah. Uh, Q A or KHQ? Uh, I believe it is. It's one. Yeah, of, it's, I think it's 106.5. It, does, so it, it she, plays 50s, okay. 60s, and 70s music. Let me look it up. QH or KQH. What was it? <laughs> KQH. Riveting radio here. I know it is. You can sit here and listen to us um, look things up on the Internet. Entire Northwest uh, Arkansas, is that what it is here? So, Yeah, okay. So she's Not in Montana, but she's doing weather in Arkansas. Uh, yeah, it must all be owned by the same company or something. Oh, well, wait a minute. This is TV. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll continue my research. But, but it is kind of cool that her real name is yeah. Majestic Storm. So her parents must have thought, you know, we've got a woman, we've got a daughter who is either A, going to perform on a pole, or she's going to be a pole. meteorologist. Or maybe she was conceived during a majestic storm. Or, yeah, she, I guess she could have been that, too. Shows you where my mind's at. Yes. Hey, uh, last week... I had the opportunity to listen in on the Senate hearing when they were discussing Senate Bill 48, which is the Save Women's Sports Act. Oh, right. And what I found interesting, and this is neither here nor there, but what I found interesting is is the the oppositions or the the in favor side. No, I take that back. The opposition side, to the, the ones who would be opposed to this piece of legislation passing, they had, in my opinion, a much better speaking mannerism. Mm-hmm. They had a much better uh, a method by which they presented the information. So would these be those who support men being able to yes. compete against women? Okay. They, actually had, they actually had, and we're going to discuss this, too, because I found this interesting website that uh, it's called What is Intersex? I guess we have known about people who are intersex clear back to the 1800s. And, no, I'm not discussing hemphroditis. I'm actually speaking of people who are intersex. But one of the things I found interesting is one of the speakers asked, one of the senators to give her the definition of what he believes a male and a female is. Of course, he went straight to the chromosomes. Right. But what I find interesting is is her comeback. She said, so you've been tested to determine what chromosomes you have? Well, no. She said, well, then how do you know? Which got me to thinking, okay, wait a minute. What does she know that I don't know? So then I started delving into search engines, and I came across this website about the history of intersex. It's called Intersex Society of North America. And it is possible, if you don't get your hormones test, there are a large portion of children that are born, I don't know how to, I guess it would be bisexual, both organs. Got it. Okay. Or the not bisexual in a sexual. Yeah, not bisexual in a bi. Physically, they're bipolar. No, that doesn't work either. But so physically, they have genitalia of male and female. Correct. And and none and the the genitalia of neither are dominant. Got it. 
Okay. So and this this is not a rare occurrence either. I guess this happens uh, more often than we okay. we believe it is. But what they what they did is in one of these articles it talks about how back in the 1950s John Hopkins Universities created a team and became the first medical center to offer an organized multidisciplinary approach to intersex one that sought to essentially essentially eliminate intersex in early childhood the approach developed there came to be known as optimum gender of rearing model the basic idea was that each child's potential for a normal gender identity should be maximized by making each child's body upbringing and mind aligned as much as possible because of the belief that it was harder to surgically engineer a boy than a girl most children with intersex were made as feminine as possible utilizing surgery and and doctrinology and psychology a successful patient was one judged to be stable and normal I in rem- the assigned gender. I remember years ago reading a real in-depth piece about what, and I think it, it, if I remember right, it was somebody that was genetically a boy, but because of what you said, it was easier to go from boy to girl. And so that was done, and, and pretty much how they just refused to acknowledge as, as he grew up the reality that he actually genetically was a boy and really screwed with him. Um, and uh, I don't know if that person became a spokesperson or what, but it, I don't know if it, and it could have been a book they wrote, but I, I remember this now. So I, I would imagine, and it also goes on that some of these, some people don't even realize that they're intersex. Mm-hmm. They grow up, they live their life, they they pass away, and it isn't until the autopsy that they realize that they aren't the sex that they thought they were growing oh, okay. up type uh, deal. Right. Because the, the decision had been made at su- like to physically pick one or the other, yes. and it wasn't genetically in line with... So what has happened, I believe, and I could be in, in completely wrong, but in the 70 years, or actually the 100-plus years... We now have gotten to a point where the intersex mechanism of which it is that occurs, we now have created people who have decided, okay, well, I'm going to go in and I'm going to transition mm-hmm. to what, what I it, really it, am. Yeah, to basically oh, okay. what it, the the genetics genetics of of what it is happening. That sun coming in that window uh, yeah. is just unreal. Well, actually, it's reflecting on that window. We could, we could during the the news, or I mean, the traffic here. We can swing your chair around. I just need something right there. I know the radio audience is looking, going. They're, they're like waving. Where? Like, what's he waving at? <laughs> all right, we're gonna get that traffic update. We'll have a uh, update on the weather. Also, it's gonna be a relatively nice weekend. Tom Arts is with us. We do have happy hour four to six Retro Metro on Republic Road in Cox. Love for you to stop by for that. Right now, the latest traffic. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. (laughs) 
don't know why now all of a sudden I'm trying as best as I can to learn as much information about Majestic Storm, who evidently is now, in, in April, went to become a meteorologist. I wonder if there's anyone, we do have listeners in Arkansas, that, that also know who she is. You know, like, there's a radio station in Springfield, Missouri, that was talking about you. And she's like, why? And they're like, you know what? I don't know, actually. They're stalkers. <laughs> stalkers. Uh, because they... Like well, what 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 format is it? like? I don't even know that. They just talk a lot. Uh, the first alert forecast: sunny, thirty-eight for a high today. Tonight, mostly clear, twenty-seven. Fifty-one tomorrow, Sunday. Sunny with a high of fifty-seven and sixty-one on Monday. Well, we got Tom Arts with us. Yeah. So if if you're actually interested, the uh, the website for this is isna.org. And it goes into if the. Do you co- think you two may be an intersex? Well, no, be, because in reality, I, I I'm open minded enough. Mm-hmm. When, when when something piques my interest, I'll start researching it. Mm-hmm. And the, listening to that committee hearing, actually, of course, I've always considered the the aspect of transgenderism as a mental illness, right? As and in some cases, community. it is. Yeah. However, the. When that lady was discussing the back and forth with, I don't know if it was Justin Brown who she was talking to or not, but then it brought up a thought process in my head that, well, when she said, have you ever been tested for your chromosomes? Okay, then I actually started doing research on chromosomes. And eventually I ended up at this website, and I thought, okay, this this website was created just because of this movement. Mm -hmm. Well, no. In, predated. In, yeah, it's actually predated. This may be, because of this website, maybe this is the reason that the movement has gotten as far as it has. But it seems to me that there's some conflating that goes on. Because when you have physical anomalies that occur, um, for example, somebody that is born with both forms of genitalia, that is a completely separate issue than somebody who is born with male chromosomes, male physical parts and everything, uh, but says, no, I'm actually female. Those are two totally... Well, I, like actually, to if you them. if you go to this website, it also talks about that, too, yeah. because there are actual born males that when they're tested, they have female chromosomes. And they actually even uh, specifically state in this on this website that you realistically could have chromosomes of both male and female, but be born right 100% male or 100% well, female. Sure, and, and but I, as you reach puberty, now I'm not going to I'm not going to discuss the parents who are convincing their kids right. that they are, but there are some that they they discuss on this website that once you start reaching puberty then for some reason the hormones kick in, and even though you're a male, it's the female-dominant chromosome that starts taking over. And then here you are as a man thinking you're a woman, or you've got the... You've got the thought processes of a woman who's going through puberty versus the male that's going through puberty. Which it would be interesting if the pro-trans movement people utilize that as evidence that, uh, you know, on their side, given that at the same time they claim it's all a choice and it is in biology. Because you kind of have to pick one lane or the other. You either have to base gender in physical science or you have to say, no, you get to be whatever you want to be based on how you feel. 
well, which after, is why they create 83 other genders. After spending the last three days reading through this website, I've uh, I've asked myself, why hasn't the Alphabet Mafia mm-hmm. used this, especially the transgender application? Why haven't they used this website? Why don't people like me know of this website? I think I'm pretty pro- politically astute. Mm-hmm. I'll go out of my way to research things that I don't understand. But this website here was so buried that well, even if you start looking at transgenderism, you can't find this website. Well, maybe that's why. Maybe because that all sounds to be talking about biology and science, whereas the transgender movement is you get to pick whatever you are regardless of biology or science. Which, is, which is why which is why there's, what, 80-some different genders now. You just, you just get to pick whatever it is that you want it to be. There is no defining it. You get to define it. And when you start talking about physical anomalies and biological anomalies, that's all fact-based, biology-based, which is the opposite of their movement. But I do think it's interesting when you mention um, the presentation, and for those that missed the earlier part of the conversation, there is a Republican effort, McCarthy sort of seems to be leading this, to adjust Title IX that protects essentially girls. Girls are girls, boys are boys. And I, I, and I played audio from some of the girls uh, who have been victims of circumstances where uh, they've had to shower with full-blown bio- biological males who just you know say, oh, I'm a female, but they've done absolutely nothing whatsoever in order to actually try and, quote, transition. And in, you noted that in terms of the well-spokenness nature, it was those that were on the transgender side that seemed to be better. And in my assessment, that that makes sense, but usually it's because those are they're trained activists as opposed to the other side. These are just girls. These aren't people that are political activists. These aren't people that had any interest. They're just sort of victims of this. They don't have any training. They don't have consultants behind them. They don't have all this big money that's, you know, putting them on these tours. They're just high school or college girls. And so, yeah, a lot of times they're not as polished as people who are, who do this for a living. Yeah, but see, here's part of the problem. And this is something that we've talked about for 12 years, is that, until our side, whatever that side is, gets to the point where they also become a words craftsman, mm-hmm. or they actually start looking up things that they're going to... Granted, I think emotionalism is great, mm-hmm. but let's have some structure, let's have some a little bit of uh, knowledge behind you. That was one of the things that I noticed for the people who were going in speaking at the mask mandates at city council. Because if I couldn't make it back, I was always listening to it online. And it was the people who were demanding the mask mandates that sounded oh, sure. more... Yeah. Well, the CDC says this. Yeah, the CDC well, says yeah they, 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 do, they yeah. do that. But it, it's the it's the uh, the side they got... and. They're going to make it sound like I'm attacking them, but I'm not. No, I because know, I, know what I, you're I respect a person's availability to, you need to, be able to speak a, from the heart, but you also have to be able to do it knowledgeable as well. You, you, you have to recognize what is your goal. Is your goal simply to have the people on your side say, yeah, you did a great job, or the people who are listening for information in order to make a decision, they're not one side or the other, 
are you trying to win them over? Because the approach is going to be different. You know, what is your goal? Is your goal just to, you know, for people to hear you or to be convinced by you? And so those are different responsibilities. And, um, and yeah, it is unfortunate. The mask mandate's a perfect example of it. You can sound an authority. You can sound an expert uh, by citing this person or throwing out numbers and essentially confusing people, making people think, well, gosh, clear. I don't even understand what they're talking about. They clearly are very informed on this. But it could be total gobbledygook, which we would learn. And, again, COVID is such a perfect example of that playing out uh, where the so-called experts were the ones that were wrong on so many different fronts. And it was the us heathens who just were basically trying to muddle through this and saying, well, that doesn't make sense, here's why, that turned out to be right. The anti-science people ended up being on the side of science. Uh, Tom Arts with us, going to get another traffic update, and then more here from Scramblers, the Friday Road Show, sponsored by Affordable Towing. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. with us. Hey, everybody, don't forget, we've got happy hour, 4 to 6. Are you coming to happy hour, Tom Martins? I'm going to try. I've got, right. my, I've got my son's table that i got to help him with, but I want to try to... All right. Well, you it, should bring your son along. There, there is an individual who I've been discussing some stuff online who said that they oh, were cool. going to be there. Excellent. That way Good. we can discuss it. Excellent. But I want to play off a little bit of John's show last Friday. Okay. Okay? On his Republican versus Democrat. Yeah. Because we have... We have no bills that have passed yet. So Yay. he brought up in his uh, Democrat versus Republican the uh, weighted voting yes. application. And the weighted voting is in county political parties. Now, I know, and what they're doing is, is the county committee shall provide for weighted voting mm-hmm. In all matters before the committee, except as otherwise provided in this section. You've got a state senator who's using the revised statutes of Missouri to basically tell the private political parties known as the Republicans and the Democrats and the Independents Mm -hmm. and the Constitution and the Libertarian that we're going to allow you as a committee... To do exactly what it is that the Democrats have done when Hillary defeated Bernie, where they created superdelegates. Mm-hmm. So you've got a, a an individual here in the state of Missouri who is attempting to do the same thing on committee business. It's... I think you and I would agree that political parties need to be taken out yes. of the revised statutes yes. of Missouri. They Agreed. are a private entity. Absolutely. Get your fingers mm-hmm. off of them. Let the Republicans right. run the Republicans. Let the Democrats run the Democrats. Let the political parties run themselves. The government should have as little to do with those in those, those autonomous parties and their rules and regulations when it comes to picking committee members as they do the Elks Lodge or Kiwanis Club. They, they should have, the, 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 there should not be that sort of relationship there. It, it is my belief, and I've done enough research on this, not to prove it, but I've done enough research on this that I am now of this application. The whole reason that we've got a two party system mm-hmm. is because there is so much embedded in 
the revised statutes of every single state that they make it incredibly difficult to make it so that any other party could rise up and eliminate a different party. So this is a a component to this that I, because I had not looked too deeply into this, uh, I had not thought of. And so the... This is an issue of the county parties, right, or the county com- the committees, yeah, the, the right? committee man, committee woman structure, and and so this state senator who's a Republican, he is trying to get the parties on the county level to begin choosing their leadership. Is it for the leadership yes. positions? Yes, that are in line with state statute. Yeah, basically it's making it so that the committees, now the the committees can do this regardless. They don't don't need, or I should say the state Republican, the state Democrat parties could pass a rule that says, hey, we're going to give, Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to create a superdelegate process. The longer you've been on the committee, the more votes you get for whatever it is that you're voting for. They can do that without this. But when you're doing something like this, you're, you're basically, it's the government controlling. Yeah. It would be like the government coming in and, and telling the owner of Scramblers, you have to serve eggs this way. Well, don't put it past them. We already know this, that we, can, right, yeah. we can use the ballot box to prevent them from yeah. allowing smoking yeah. in here. But um, So the vast majority of people right now that are, are listening are kind of lost on this at this point. But I, ultimately, when it comes to the uh, the application of it itself, and, because I've had some people reach out and say, what do, what do you think about this? And this happens with ranked choice voting also, where people, they will wonder, can you explain this? Is this a good idea? And I can uh, usually explain, well, here's kind of the thought, but this is the way I ultimately look at it. If you have a way of voting for an elected, whether it's an elected office or an elected position within a private organization, if your form of voting for that position requires a great detailed explanation and then people who would be participating in that vote still don't understand it, it is not a good idea. Well, with, I mean, with, I just don't think that it is. It should, I, I like the real simple one person, one vote. We counted it, you know. Uh, it, it's just overly complicated. This with, with, voting, ra- so. with ranked choice voting, basically, you have let's say you have five candidates on a ballot. You get to determine who's number one, number right. two, number three, number four, number five, and then they'll take and they'll eliminate number right. five completely off the right. ballot. And then you got one, two, right. three, four. Then but, they'll but eliminate. Then, but then you get. But then so all of the people who voted for that fifth person. If they voted for a second person, then their first vote goes now to that second person. But yeah, not they'll look at. Vote, they'll yeah. look at. Yeah, there's it, constant adding right. and adding and adding and, and adding. But and adding. not everybody has to do. So some people vote for all. And you get to that point, and it's not even once people understand the logistics of how it play out. There is the difficulty in comprehending how does that impact things, though. And, and I, like I said, I just think that that. I'm all for this is this is as complicated for me as it should get. If you have more than two people running and no one gets 50 plus percent of the vote plus one, then the top two people run off against one another. To me, that's that's as complicated as things should get. 
Uh, but there's just, you know, people who are really, really sold on that rank choice voting. And I, I just haven't been I, I'm not even willing to say, no, it's an awful idea. I've just not been sold on what makes it superior to the form of voting and everybody gets a vote for one person and whomever gets the most vote wins. Well, I think I think in Austin, let's say there are three people on the ballot and then the two highest mm-hmm. totals go through. But if you don't get 50% plus the one, I don't think you should be on the – I mean, you realistically – should not win that race. So you no, end up with yeah, a you need, Warnock and right. You and, you uh, should you should get a Walker majority, thing. not a plurality. Right, right. Which is actually how for primaries anyway. Um, and there should be no primaries. Period. Right. Or if that there should are, be done it, through the political yeah, party. Or if there are, it's completely run by the political parties. Right. You know, I uh, shouldn't have to take money out of my tax yeah. money to pay no, for you the and Republican I are the and Democrat and the, party. You and I are on the same page. Uh, on this, and it's a very lonely page. There are not many on that page with us. Well, I also believe that churches should have to pay property tax. If I'm forced to pay it, then churches should pay it too. Well, after all, it's the same fire department that yeah. responds to but the same the fire, I sus- whether it's yeah. my house or their church. I suspect, however, that you may also be with me on the fact that nobody should have property tax. <laughs> that is true, too. <laughs> More with Tom Arts as we continue on the Friday Road Show here at Scramblers. I'm Nick Reed. Um, You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. And, of course, our friend Tom Arts this morning. All right, Senate Bill number seven. There is hereby created within the Office of Administration the position of Chief Data Officer, who shall be appointed by the Commissioner of Administration and shall report to the Chief Information Officer or, in the absence of a Chief Information Officer, the Commissioner of Administration. What I think they're doing with that, because John brought this one up too, was the chief data officer is going to be the individual who's responsible for the security of the websites for all the various governmental agencies, okay. kind of like how the, uh, what was it, that the, the paper printed the uh, something with the school administrators, their name and addresses or something in the newspaper. Oh, right, yeah, and Parson. And Parson went off and made him yeah. a treasonous whatever it was, the heck it was. It was sort of a weird But I think what this is doing is it's, it's, it's putting somebody in charge okay. of that to make it so that the electronic data is secure. Okay. And last but not least... There is a public forum on September the 25th, or uh, February 25th. I'm, I'm heartbroken that I can't make this. Okay. I'll be in Cape Girardeau giving a Constitution ah, class. My birth town. But it is entitled, What Would Socialism Look Like in the United States? It is put on by the... Uh, are they going to have speakers who have lived in socialist countries? I don't know. It's 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 put on by the PSL, which is Party for Socialism and Liberation. Oh. Hmm. I suspect they're not going to have people <laughs> who have come from socialists who have fled socialist countries. I, I'm I'm always fascinated by people uh, who have these events, whether it is promoting communism or social, which ultimately. Whether it's communism, socialism, fascism, the philosophy is all the same, and that is government needs to be making decisions for you, and that's where your rights come from. They come from government. And, well, and, I think uh, Katie ought to go. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's she, from but Siberia. you know what? Yeah, she though. I don't know. I, I most of her. 
life has, at this point, almost most of it That's has true. been here in the United States. But, but I found but, the description of the meeting quite interesting. It says, join the PSL for a public forum about our new book, Socialist Reconstruction, A Better Future for the United States. No prior reading is required. <laughs> It's Saturday. Don't worry, we'll tell you how wonderful it yeah, is. Yeah, that's we'll right. Say. It's Saturday, February the 25th at 3 p.m. It's at the Library Center. And it's in-person. Masks are required. Well, of course. Of course. And, you they, will be, and they will be given if you don't yeah, have one. Of course. You, you can't have an event touting the benefits of socialism without telling people what to do in some capacity. Uh, no, uh, these tours, they go, or whether it's a tour or not, and I think they've been they've gone around communism as well. And the amazing thing is they never actually have people who have fled these countries to say, oh, no, I actually lived it. But instead they have people who haven't lived it but tell you how wonderful, if it's just done right, People who have never never experienced it telling you how wonderful it, it, it can be, but let's ignore the people uh, who have actually lived it. That's See, a, now, if I remarkable. was going to be here, I would actually attend that. Of course, I would have my own mask, the fishnet one, mm-hmm. that way uh, I could breathe in and out. But, yeah, I would like to set through this because I actually used to attend the, uh, the, national, the Nationalist Socialist Movement. Okay used to have meetings up at the library station. And I went to like five or six of them before somebody figured out who I was. And they went, whoa, wait a minute. You're you're right. that guy. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully see you tonight at Retro Metro Happy Hour. Tom Martz, News in 60 Seconds. I'm Nick Reed.